Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and I am literally bursting at the seams to share with you today's episode because it's extra fun. And actually, there's very little of me in this episode and a lot of my friends. So here's what it's all about. I know I am nosy. I definitely am. And What I mean by that is I like to know what people are working on. I like to know how they spend their day, what's going on in their world. So specifically of my friends and also of my team. So sometimes I'll call Chloe because I want to talk to her about something we're working on and she'll answer the phone and out of nowhere, I'll say, what's going on? What are you doing? What's what's shaking? What's happening? She'll be like, whoa, 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 calm down a second. Like, I just like to know what people are doing. So I had this really fun idea for today's episode where I could ask my friends, what are you doing? Specifically, what are you doing in the morning? Yep. I want to talk about morning rituals. So I believe that how you set up your morning literally will determine how you feel when your head hits the pillow at the end of the night. And so I think it's important in the morning that you set the stage to make sure that however you want to feel is going to happen throughout the day. So I decided that I wanted my friends, people you know as well, to share with you how they set up their mornings. And I wasn't sure if they had morning rituals, but I wanted to know. And I chose people that I know are very successful in their businesses because as entrepreneurs, we do get to design our own lives. We get to call the shots, how we spend our time, what we work on. So with that, I wanted to choose some entrepreneurs that were doing big things, having great success, and I just wanted to know how they spend their mornings. Now, it's really funny because the people I chose have very different mornings, and the ones with kids really We have different mornings based on those without or those with older kids like me. So you'll see a huge contrast in this, which is actually really, really fun. So what I wanted to do was just play for you their audio. I told them you could just get send me a voice text on your phone. So none of the audio is super crisp or pristine. I didn't want it to be. I just wanted it to be like, hey, call me up. Tell me about your morning ritual. And also, I'm not going to share mine here because I already shared a lot of my morning ritual just a few episodes back in my Week in the Life of episode, episode 283. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 283, you'll hear about my Peloton tread. You'll hear about how I spend the morning with Scout on the couch and what I drink and what I do on the couch before my morning gets going. Like you're going to hear it all. So check out Week in the Life. I think you're going to like that episode, episode 283. But first, take a listen to what my friends have to say about their morning rituals. And here's the deal. If you are a night owl, I hope I haven't lost you already. Like I hope you're still here and those night owls didn't turn me off and go over to another episode because they're like, this isn't for me. Because you don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn and get out of bed and just be like, bring it on. I'm ready. If that's not in your DNA, you can still have a really awesome morning that sets you up for success. So my night owls, there's something for you here as well. It doesn't matter when you wake up. It matters what you do when you do wake up. 
I once heard a preacher say, would you ever wait to tune your violin until after the symphony is over? Ah, is that not so good? Let me say it one more time. Would you ever wait to tune your violin until after the symphony is over? I really do see your morning ritual as your way of tuning up for you to do your best work throughout the day. And so you don't want to do your tune up after you've really took a dive into some of the best stuff you need to get done, like write your best content or record your videos or create your course. You've got to do a tune up before you get into your best, most important work. That's why the morning is just so dang important. And I also know that if I don't have a routine, if I don't have a morning ritual, it's really easy to skip the morning tune-up. It's so easy to get into that slippery slope that you say, oh, I'm not going to do it this morning. I'll do it tomorrow. And then you don't do it tomorrow. And then three, four days have passed, a few weeks. Now you have no morning ritual and you feel like you are dragging through the day. You're not your best self spiritually, emotionally, physically. You maybe are even cranky by noon and you definitely aren't focused. That's another thing that a morning ritual will do for you. Whether you get your mind focused, your body, or both, you are ready to dive into the day with intention. And I really do believe that if you just slow down in the morning and you take care of your mind and your body, you will do your very best work. And the reason I wanted to have some of my friends share their morning rituals is to show you that it can be so different for everybody. And sometimes you're in a season that a morning ritual won't work for you, where other times you're in a season that you're going to nail it every single morning. Or maybe you just need to go with the flow, but you still need to be intentional that you're going to do something. There's there's definitely a little something for everybody in these recordings I'm going to share with you from Jasmine Starr, Jennifer Allwood, Stu McLaren, James Wedmore, Julie Solomon, and Kate Northrup. So some of my favorites, you're going to get to hear them all. But before we get there, let's go ahead and jump into the listener shout out. This one is from Meme Invader 420. I know I say this every time, but you guys have the craziest names. Meme Invader 420. (laughs) It says, full throttle marketing all the time. I've been listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast for years now, and I will be listening for years to come. Amy drops the gold nuggets every single week. It doesn't matter that I've purchased three out of four of her signature courses. The Online Marketing Made Easy podcast highlights things that I may have forgotten and reminds me of the things I need to do. Amy feels like a really good friend to me, but she doesn't even know me. Her presence and guidance is supportive and makes me feel like a rock star. Thank you for all you do. I I can't even tell you how much that means to me. When I read things like that, I genuinely want to feel like a friend to all of you. And also, I do want my podcast to be a reminder of the things that maybe you know, but you're just not doing. And so it's equally important that you hear it again. So thank you. Comments like these are a gift to me, and I just wanted to acknowledge you for taking the time to actually write them. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into your morning ritual. First up is Jasmine Starr. 
She doesn't need an intro. I talk about her all the time on the show. I absolutely love her morning ritual. Take a listen. Okay, so I'm about to say something that is really going to annoy you, but I'm going to say it anyway. I wake up every day at 4.30 in the morning. Now, I know you probably just like adjusted the volume because you're thinking there's just no way she said 4.30 in the morning. And then once you realize that I repeated it just again for clarity, you're probably rolling your eyes and I get it. I roll my eyes when I say this too, but it's also my truth. And what I casually, jokingly, not so jokingly think is the secret to my success. My name is Jasmine Starr. I'm a photographer and business strategist from Newport Beach, California. And Amy is one of my sweetest and dearest friends. And we often joke that I send her voice memos at ungodly hours of the morning. And, you know, it's like when she's getting out of bed, um, she'll probably have like, I don't know, two or three voice memos around like that 5.15 hour. I'm like, hey, I got this idea. What do you think about this? And so I am here to talk about what it means to wake up early and whether or not it's actually necessary for your morning. Let me just talk to you a little bit about why I started in this process to begin with. At the end of the day, it's so important for me to describe how I was feeling before I started making a dedicated effort to waking up early. I am a slow starter. I'm never the person who like hops out of bed and is just like, hey world, here I am. And so I started realizing that if I was a slow starter, what did I need to optimize my mornings? Well, I needed a slow morning to facilitate the things that actually got me into the place of creativity and high productivity. Now for me, I need about 40, 45 minutes before the wheels actually start turning. Now, I also am the kind of person who needs around six and a half hours of sleep. I do not set an alarm. I do not force myself to wake up if my body needs extra sleep. I'm just kind of hardwired to sleep around six and a half hours a night. So I'm going to bed around 10 or 10.30 each night, and I'm waking up the next morning at 4.30, like clockwork. And if anybody's wondering if this drives my husband crazy, uh, yeah totally crazy, but it's just how I roll. I quietly creep out of bed, give him a kiss, and then I do the things that my soul needs to optimize my creativity levels. And that is to act like an 87-year-old grandma. I do things slowly. I have a cup of tea. I take a bath. I stretch, do yoga. I pray. I meditate. I read. And I give myself 45 minutes of just utter decadence. It is a gift and a treat that all of a sudden, when I am actually ready to start working around 5.30 in the morning, I'm up and raring to go. My mind is sharp and I'm awake before the rest of my team is actually online asking me for the things that I need. So I get about two hours of unobstructed work time. And that's when I optimize the things that I need to do to produce. So what am I doing during these hours? I'm doing the things where I need my brain to be at 110%. I'm writing podcasts, I'm recording, writing blog posts, writing Instagram posts. I'm putting out content that I want to attract my dream customers with. And I started realizing that when I was creating with my cup half full, 
that I wasn't putting out my best work. And then all of a sudden, when I prioritized creating my best work, when my cup was so full, I had to drink from the saucer, I started realizing that the work I was putting out was the quality that would ultimately attract the type of customer I wanted to work with. So if there is one thing I can pass along, is to optimize your day for what you need. Do I think everybody needs to wake up really early in the morning? No, but you should find a way to optimize when your brain functions the best. Mine functions the best very early in the morning when I have a slow start. So all I did was reverse engineer what I needed and then reframed my day to give me exactly what I wanted. I hope this helps. And if you're not rolling your eyes quite yet, then we can definitely be friends. I would love to connect with you online. You can find me at Jasmine Star. So good, right? Oh my gosh. She cracks me up calling herself an old lady, drinking the tea, taking her baths, so decadent. And I love it so much. And it's very true. I'll wake up and I'll get up around 5.30 and she's already sent me a novel about her day. Like you got to love a girl that can get up at 4.30 without an alarm clock. For the record, I have to have an alarm clock. I will not get up early if I don't have one. So that was impressive. Okay. Next up is Jennifer Allwood and she's got a very different life with four kids. So listen in. Hey there, it's Jennifer Allwood here. So honored uh, to have Amy ask me about my morning ritual. And I wish that I could tell you that I'm super disciplined in doing the same thing every day and that, you know, it's some earth shattering secret tip. But the truth is we have got four children. We have two high school boys, a middle schooler and a brand new kindergartner who is relatively new to our family in the last year. And so my mornings right now consist of getting these kiddos up and out the door. So between 6.30 in the morning and 8.30 morning, we have kids leaving for practice, coming home and showering, leaving again, needing a ride back to school. Uh, We're taking the kids to the bus stop on the golf cart. And so we're literally doing the kid shuffle for the first two hours of the day. So during that time, I'm trying really hard to focus on being a really great mom and just making sure that I'm sending my family out into the world, you know, in the first part of the day with peace, um, with some encouragement, and getting them out of the house without me focusing much on business. And so as soon as they're out the door, I'm always like, okay, now, now I can focus on business. However, I have learned in the last couple of years as my business has really exploded that in order for me to be my very best at work during the day, instead of at 830 in the morning, opening up email and going right to my Facebook page and checking for DMs on Instagram stories and all the things that I naturally want to do, like what I have got to do, I have to be so disciplined about it is getting myself some quiet time for the first 30 to 45 minutes of every day. So it, I live in Kansas City right now. It's, you know, hot as you know what outside. However, it's decent at 8.30 in the morning on the deck. So I'm taking coffee, I'm taking my Bible, I'm going out to the deck, and I'm really just trying to get my thoughts right, my head right, my heart right before I start my workday. And what I have found is that it, if I will do that, The rest of the day just goes so much better. Um, Because I love my business, though, so much, I get to coach all these entrepreneurs. I have a monthly group. I have a course. I have, you know, a lot of people on social media. So what I'm always drawn to is instantly, like, going to my Facebook groups and, you know, responding to questions or answering DMs. And that's what I naturally want to do because I love my business. So it takes a lot of discipline for me to, like, put my phone away 
and just go sit quietly to pray, to really think about my intention for the day. Like, what do I really need to get accomplished today? And to think about what's actually going to move the needle in both my life and in my business. I have a tendency to want to be somebody that checks things off their list. And I love lists. I've, I had a Franklin planner before Franklin planners were even cool. Like I started using one when I was literally 19 years old. So I love the idea of getting stuff off my list, getting stuff off my list. But what I have found in the last couple of years is getting those small detailed things like calling the doctor's office, um, you know, sending an email to this person, running by Hobby Lobby and grabbing this, like that's not what moves the needle in my business. And so I know that I am best in the morning. I'm best um, from the beginning of the day when I wake up until early afternoon. And so I have to use that time to do the hard things in my business that are going to move the needle, to send the hard emails, to make the ask, to launch um, the new thing, to plan out the new course, to do the, uh, you know, the email call copy with my team to record the new ads. Like during the first part of the day is when I do all of those things. And I leave pretty much everything else for after lunch. I don't exercise in the morning uh, because I don't want to be doing burpees and squats during the part of the day when I am at my best. So I leave all my exercise for in the evening and before lunchtime every day, it's just getting the kids out the door. It's getting my own head straight and it's focusing on the things that I know have to get done in my business in order for my business to continue to grow. So hope that that's helpful for someone today. It's, um, it's hard for me to do because it requires me to say no to the things I really want to do in the mornings, uh, but say yes to the things that are best for me in the long run. So hope that that's helpful. Thank you so much, Amy. Bye-bye. Uh, I love that one so much. Here's what I love. I love that she was honest that when the kids are in school and she wants to just dive into work, she's like, nope, I know that's not going to serve me best. Part of a morning ritual is sometimes just reminding yourself that you've committed to this. You might not love it every morning. However, it serves you best. So I think that part is really important. Okay. So next up is James Wedmore. Wait till you hear from this guy. Out of all of my peers that are sharing, he definitely has the most interesting one. It involves a trampoline. Let's take a listen. Hey there, my name is James Wedmore, host of the Mind Your Business podcast. And my dear, dear friend, Amy Porterfield, asked me to come on and share a little bit about my morning routine. And I'm going to share with you some specifics of what I like to do every morning in just a moment. But I think over the years, one of the best things I've learned and the best tips that I can share with you is to make your morning routine something that gets you excited, something that actually gets you out of bed, like you're excited to do, you're eager to do it. It's fun. It's not a chore. It's not something you feel like you have to do in order to be successful. Morning routines are important, but there is no one right morning routine other than the one right one for you. And over the years, I've noticed my routines change based on my moods and my temperaments and what's important to me in my life. But what I really found is that if, if it does two things, number one, it gets me excited, like I said, and number two, it really creates space in my day so that I'm not just rolling out of bed and turning on my phone or opening my laptop, that there's space in my day before I start uh, getting to work. So something that's been really um, of interest to me lately, something that I'm really passionate about is my 
physical health and nutrition and physical fitness. And so I want to share some of the things that I've been doing uh, physically. Now, obviously, every morning, it's maybe not obvious to you, but every morning I, I love to meditate. And that's more like our mental uh, well-being. But first of all, some of my physical well-being, there's a couple things I do every, every day or I, I try to. I have a uh, infrared sauna, which is uh, an amazing tool. They're not exactly cheap, but uh, sitting in there for 20 minutes and sweating out the toxins can be unbelievable. I do have a Peloton, uh, which I use, you know, but even just going to the, which is, I use the treadmill one, even just going to the gym or going for a quick run or a quick walk in the morning just to get the blood pumping. I have a, a trampoline a rebounder that I jump on every minute while listening to a podcast or an audio, even just 10 minutes a day. I use the Cadillac, the Rolls Royce of trampolines, and that's the Bellicon. And there's all these studies showing what it does to the anti-gravity effect of you jumping, what that does to rejuvenate and recharge your cells. And another thing I use is a powerful tool that you can go Google and research on your own called the Biocharger. And the Biocharger is also... Uh, a tool that's used to to use electricity and uh, Nikola Tesla's technology of the Tesla coil in order to increase the voltage levels of your cells so that they can rejuvenate and uh, you know duplicate even faster. And so these are things that I've been doing every morning so that I have more natural energy, so that I feel good throughout the day. I don't get that brain fog. It keeps me alert. And look, even if that sounds like a lot or whatever. Even on some days, going for a walk, or for me, jumping in the ocean, is really all I need to kind of set the day right. So I uh, hope this helps. Hope this was of value. Thank you so much, uh, Amy, for letting me come on and contribute. And take care. Oh, James, you got to love him, right? I do appreciate that he said that your morning ritual has to be something you look forward to. Because I know with Jennifer, I said, sometimes you're not going to always want to do it. But I think what James really pointed out that was important is that overall, it can't be something that you're dreading every day. So you do need to set up a morning ritual that overall, it feels good to you and you like it. It's just not, you're not going to always be in the mood to do it every day. And those are the days that you say, I made a commitment, I'm doing it. James and I are twinsies because we both had the Peloton tread because he told me to get the tread and we both have the infrared sauna because I told him to get the sauna. So you got to love good friends that give good recommendations, right? Okay. Next up, I want you to hear from Julie Solomon. Hey y'all, Julie Solomon here, and it's so exciting to be back with you today. I've had the honor of being on Amy's incredible podcast and doing a lot of really fun things with her for her incredible community, which is you. And so it's an honor and a thrill to be back. And we're talking about one of my favorite topics today, which is morning routines. And the reason why this is one of my favorite topics is a little different than why I think this used to be one of my favorite topics. So let me explain. Now, I started integrating a morning routine into my life a few years ago. I was growing my online business. I had a three-year-old in tow. I was really trying to do more stuff for me and kind of put myself first. So I created this great plan, right? 
I would wake up around six o'clock in the morning. I would have my tea. I would do my morning pages. I would do a calm app meditation. I could not be bothered, would not be bothered. Maybe I would go and do a workout. And I would have this really regimented and rigid morning routine that was intended to show up and serve me well. And in a lot of ways it did, right? It really did allow me to carve out space for myself. It allowed me to get a lot of my thoughts and feelings on paper and really kind of check in with myself. But I will tell you, it was so rigid. And I remember that if my morning didn't go exactly how I wished it would or exactly how I had planned for it to go, I would beat myself up. I would feel so guilty. I would get frustrated. I would want to blame someone for the reason that it didn't go well. And in some ways, that wasn't really serving me at all. Well, lo and behold, this little thing called life (laughs) started to happen. I have an almost six-year-old who started kindergarten this year, and my family and I moved across the country 2,000 miles away. Now, if that is not going to give you a rude awakening to your morning, I don't know what else is. So with that, I was able to start to see and define my morning routine in a completely new way that has now served me far greater than my previous rigid morning routine ever did. And to me, it is simply defined as this. My morning routine is intentionally set up for one thing and one thing only, and that is self-care. In whatever way that may look like just for today. Because it is not serving me one bit to feel shame or guilt or frustration or overwhelm by trying to create this perfectly curated morning routine. And furthermore, it's just not really realistic to what happens in life, right? So the way that I embrace and really dive in to my new type of morning routine, which is focused on self-care, goes a little bit like this. I still wake up super early in the morning, about 6 a.m., and I take a little minute to just breathe, to check in, to be grateful for something, whatever that is. Right when I put my feet to the floor, I love to give a gratitude. And then mama's got to hit the pavement. You know, I've got to get myself ready. I've got to go in. I've got to wake up my cute little snuggle bug, kindergartner Camden, make sure he's ready to go and get him out that door to either the bus stop or if I'm driving him to school that day, we do that. And so I can't really focus on myself in that moment because I've got this little nugget who needs me. So once we do that, I then have a non-negotiable that I try to commit to at least four to five times a week. Once me or my husband drops him off and he's out the door, I make sure to check in with my physical well-being. And I will do that with either a Pilates class or a yoga class or just some kind of activity, even if it's just walking around the block that gets my body and my mind moving, that gets some fresh air into my system and gets me kind of flowing in a way. Then I'll come back home and I'll, again, self-care, check in with myself and say, what is it that I want? Do I want to make some breakfast? Do I want to just have some coffee? What's going to make me feel good just for today? And then I'll do that. And the other non-negotiable that I try to commit to no matter what, and this is really kind of stems from the last six years of me growing my business, really learning about myself, really learning about 
when is my optimal work time and really making sure that I have a good support system and team around me to support this. But that is making sure that I'm not working or not overwhelming myself with checking emails and doing all of the work-related stuff until about 9.30 or 10 o'clock every morning. Now, again, this may not be realistic for you in this moment in time based off of what your goals are and what you have going on. But for me, that is self-care. I am not someone who can start my morning by picking up my phone and diving into the Instagram or the emails or the Facebook. It's just going to make me go crazy. And I know that about myself. So in order to really take care of myself and set my morning and my day up for success, I've got to stay away from those phones and those emails and those laptops until about 10 a.m. So the way that my morning routine looks like now is a lot different than it might have looked like a year ago, but I will say I love it a lot more. It's got more realistic expectations in it. It's got more life in it. It has more flexibility in it. And most importantly, it has more compassion in it for myself. It is so important that every morning we check in with ourselves and try to give ourselves those graces and those compassions and that self-love that we need. To me, that is the best kind of morning routine that you could ever have, really giving yourself the compassion and grace that you know you deserve. So if you are someone who is wanting to create a morning routine, my biggest hope for you would be this. Give yourself the grace of living just for today. Let every morning have its own time and its own space each and every day. This will give you so much more clarity, so much more grace, and so much more flexibility and creativity in your mornings to do what is best for you. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to connect with you all on Instagram. Head on over to at Joel Solomon and let me know how you plan to carve out your mornings. Thanks, Amy. Love being here. Okay, here's what I love most about Julie's. I love that she talked about the morning ritual has an intention behind it for her, and that is self-care. So she's all about the self-care, whatever it might look like. She said it doesn't have to be super rigid, and she's changed over the years around that, but it is a time for self-care. So your morning ritual might not just be about self-care, but I like that she's intentional about what hers is about, and she calls it out. So maybe you need a word to describe what your morning ritual is all about so you can remember that each and every morning you get out of bed. Okay, so next up is Stu McLaren. Oh, Stewie. So let's take a listen. Well, hello there, Amy and friends. It is me, Stu McLaren, founder of Tribe. And when I think about my morning routine, I kind of had to chuckle if I'm honest with you, because here's what my morning routine starts with. It starts with my five-year-old son, who's two inches from my face, with his smelly morning breath, asking me, hey, dad, is it time to get up yet? But it really is an indicator of my morning routine, because in this season of life, no, I don't have a regimented morning routine, but I do have a couple things that I absolutely make sure are priority. Number one is family time. So yes, my morning and my day start and end with my family. So I'm up with the kids. I'm having breakfast with the kids. And then my wife and I, we trade off. I go shower. And then uh, while she gets the kids ready for school, and then I take them to school. And that's like one of the things that I never, ever miss. And it's absolutely a fundamental part of my morning routine is just spending time with the kids and taking them to school. And of course, 
Speaking of family, the other part of my morning routine to make sure we all get off on our right foot is getting my wife her morning cup of tea. She loves her morning cup of tea. So if I do that, then I have served my highest priority, which is my kids and my wife. The next thing that I do is I try to squeeze in a little bit of exercise. And normally that means that I'm taking uh, my dog Callie for a quick walk in the woods. I love to get out in nature. It just kind of centers me and grounds me. And of course, I love being able to do that with my awesome little doggy, Callie. And then from there, once I take the kids to school, it is uh, straight to the office and I'm into the day. So those are my things in the morning is primarily spending time with my kids, my wife, and my doggy, and getting out in nature and getting a little exercise. But outside of that, in this season of life, I don't have time for anything else. I am not surprised that Stu said his morning and his evenings are about his family. Sometimes people say that. I mean, I hate to I hate to point this out, but it's not real. They say it because it sounds good. I have been around Stu so much to know holy cow, it is really about his family. He does a beautiful job of making them a top priority, even when running a multi-million dollar business with like 30 or something employees. I don't know how he does that so beautifully, but he does. But interestingly enough, his morning ritual includes family. So make sure that your morning ritual includes what's most important to you. If you put together a morning ritual and you look at it and think, who is this person doing that? It's not me. My values aren't seen in this or what I'm about is not reflected in this. Then you got to ditch it and start it over. So again, really think about, does your morning ritual reflect who you are, your values, what you're all about and what's most important to you? All right. The final one I've got for you is Kate Northrup and she cracks me up what she says in the very beginning. Take a listen. Hi, this is Kate Northrup. I am the bestselling author of Do Less. I am a mama of two little girls, 16 months and four years old, and I'm a seven-figure digital entrepreneur. I run my business with my husband, Mike. So my morning routine, I will be perfectly honest, is a little bit different every day due to the young children. I actually, it's so funny that Amy asked me uh, to respond to this question because the whole conversation in entrepreneurial circles around morning routines um, annoys me (laughs) because as a mother of young kids, I feel like my morning is not entirely within my control because it's not. So if you're listening and you are also a parent of young children or you are a caregiver, you know, whether you have a special needs dog or you are caring for aging parents or whatever the situation, I've got you. And here's, I'm just going to tell you what I do. So I wake up either when the baby wakes up or when I'm done sleeping. There are some really beautiful mornings when my husband um, takes the girls and just lets me sleep until I'm done sleeping, which is heaven. When I wake up by myself, I take a minute of gratitude. I just lay in my bed and I feel gratitude for my body, for my bed, for my house, for my family, for my life. And that quick moment of gratitude helps me set the tone for the day. I do the same thing, um, but it's with a snuggle 
if I wake up uh, with the baby and I'm feeding her first thing, I'm nursing her first thing. So that kind of starts the morning with an oxytocin rush if I am feeding her first thing before I do my own thing. And then I, it's some combination of, you know, brushing the teeth, going pee, of course, and then coming downstairs, I make myself a cup of warm water with lemon and I enjoy that while I'm feeding the kids breakfast, packing lunches, unloading the dishwasher, doing the usual thing. And then basically I just, oh, then there's coffee. Got to, can't forget the coffee right now. I'm super into Laird Hamilton's Insta, Insta fuel with his cacao coffee creamer. I do that as well. It's so delicious. And so that's kind of the morning routine. So It's very simple. I'm sure it will change and become more robust as my girls get older and I reclaim more of my time in the morning. But I will tell you something I do that makes a huge difference is that after the girls go or off to daycare or wherever they're, whatever they're doing for the day, or even if they're home like they were today, Mike and I fit in a quick workout probably five days out of the week. Um, we do a quick workout in our garage, CrossFit inspired, and we're talking quick like the warm up is five minutes and sometimes the workout itself is only 15 minutes. So efficient, quick, but I find getting a good sweat in makes a huge difference throughout the day. Um, I don't do it at every single day of my cycle, but I do it most days. And then I take a couple of days off if I am having my period. And then once I've showered, done all that jazz, probably four mornings a week, I sit in my closet for 10 minutes and I meditate before I start my workday. And that makes a huge difference. So my morning routine is probably, you know, nothing crazy. (laughs) nothing uh, brag-worthy or crave-worthy, but that is the honest truth. Um, And a little bit goes a long way, even if it's in the chaos of young children. Okay. You got to love her for just saying, I hate this question. And I get it. When, When I heard her say that, I'm like, oh, I understand why you might not love this question. So, Thank you, Kate, so much. And thank you, everybody, Jasmine and Jennifer and Julie and Stu and James and, of course, Kate, for your honesty. And also, I think the gift they gave all of us was to say, look, you can run a multi-million dollar business and do things different than everybody else. We don't have to be cookie cutter. We don't all have to have the same morning rituals. They could feel messy at times. You could be in a crazy season with kids or caring for a sick parent or working on a crazy big project that you just have to not be so rigid with the morning ritual, but know that it's still important to you. And there's some kind of planning you do to make sure that you fine tune that violin before the symphony. Such a great analogy. I love it. I'm going to keep using it over and over again. All right, guys. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. I feel like one lucky girl to have friends that will share their ideas and thoughts and their mornings with us and let me be nosy and say, what are you doing? What's going on? What do things look like? And they send me a voice audio and they tell me all about it. I mean, how good is that, right? So I will link to everybody's website in the show notes. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 289, if you heard from somebody that you don't yet know a lot about, go to my show notes, click their website. You are going to love 
every single person here. So if you don't know one of them, go check them out. All right, guys, can't wait to see you here. Same time, same place next week. Bye for now.